Welcome, and thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu. Hustle and bustle, busyness, hurry. That's life in 2022. It's like life has become a jumble of perpetual motion. Deep down inside, we know it's not good. Today, First Pres Executive Director Chris Pan has the antidote to this frenetic pace of life. Good morning, I'm Chris Pan. I am the Executive Director of the First Pres of the Church. Our sermon title today is Linger. Uh, and I want to continue on a theme that Pastor Tim Shaw preached on about two months ago about the ruthless elimination of hurry and about some practical ways that we can kind of center and focus ourselves on God. And you may be asking yourself, why is there a kiddie pool up here? Uh, and that is a reasonable question, and we'll get there soon enough. But really, the question that you should be asking yourself or the questions that you should be asking yourselves are, what is God saying to me and what does he want me to do about it? As we go through our sermon today, as we do every time I preach, I like to ask these two questions. Ask yourself, what is God saying to me? What does he want me to do about it? Because whatever God has to say today is way more important than anything I have to say. Uh, will you please join me in prayer? God, we take a deep breath. And we inhale your presence. We invite your Holy Spirit to come and speak to us now. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to listen. We want to be transformed, not just informed. We want to be inspired by your spirit. And so we pray this all in the strong name of Jesus Christ. And all God's children say, Amen. Amen. Our passage today is from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. And it's Jesus visiting the home of Martha and Mary. Uh, Martha is rushing around, and Mary is sitting, listening at Jesus' feet. Um, we are not going to have that, um, the passage on the screen, because I want you all to experience this passage. Close your eyes as I read, and place yourself in this scene. Uh, just calm yourself and imagine yourself there in the home of Martha, Jesus teaching Mary at his feet. Imagine the sounds, the clattering of dishes. Imagine the smells, the cooking of food. Imagine the look of Martha, on Martha's face, on Mary's face, on Jesus' face, and imagine where you are in this scene. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at Jesus' feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. But few things are needed, indeed only one. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. I want to start here because it has been a very hard two and a half years. 
know that the obvious, let's start with the obvious. Uh, when the pandemic started, I thought we would have this season of survive. You know, just put your head down, tough it out, deal with the challenges and survive. And after that season of survive, then we move into a season of thrive. Well, the season of survive has lasted a lot longer than I thought. And we've been asked to adapt and adjust and pivot, invent new procedures and processes on the fly, do jobs that we were totally not hired for, uh, do school online, be isolated from people. There's been a never-ending procession of crises and controversies and difficulties these past two and a half years. We all have been worried and distracted by many things. We pivoted, and then we pivoted again, and then we pivoted again, and I feel like we're still pivoting. It's been a hard two and a half years. Many of us have experienced tragedy and heartbreak and many difficulties. Many of us experienced and maybe still are experiencing loneliness and anxiety, depression, insomnia, stress. And I think God has a word for all of us as we begin today. And that word is congratulations. Well done. You've made it this far. When the pandemic started, I thought we would uh, tough it out a little bit. And then one day, we would all come back to church when the pandemic was over. On that glorious day, that Sunday, all a thousand of us will be here and we'd sing songs and we'd have balloons and we'd cheer and we'd hug our friends and people at the Polly Lookout would hear us singing. And that day never came. And it still hasn't come. And I'm not sure when or if it will come. And so I picked today unilaterally to celebrate and just pause and say, congratulations, we've all made it this far. <laughs> Take a deep breath. We've made it. Those of us here, those of you watching online, worshiping with online, it's been an exhausting last two and a half years. Congratulations. Well done. We've all made it this far. I initially had, we've all made it, but clearly... Who knows? <laughs> I don't think we're there. We've made it this far. Let's just be glad with that. Um, I don't know if you had a chance since March 2020 just to take a breath and relax and have someone tell you, congratulations, you've made it. So let me be that person today. Congratulations, well done. We've all made it this far. Our passage today in the Bible is realistic about the hard times, about being worried and distracted by many things. The Bible is realistic, so I want us to be realistic, too. And I've spoken before about my own mental health struggles, uh, and in particular, my struggle with depression. The end of 2020 hit me hard. Uh, I did not do well. I was worried and distracted by many things and had a very uh, profound um, period of depression. Uh, and I'm doing much better now, thank God, and thanks to all the people who supported me very well. Um, I like speaking about my struggle with depression, because I think it's important to speak about mental health, particularly as a man, and particularly in the church. Um, I think as a faithful, Bible-believing, Jesus-loving Christian, it's important to talk about mental health, and important to reduce the stigma around depression and anxiety, other mental health issues. I think many of us have struggled, are struggling now, or will struggle at some point in our lives. Uh, and so this illustration is one that my therapist uh, actually drew out for me. And I was happy to say, I'll draw it out for you, or uh, I'll have you use your imagination. But my wife, Aaliyah, was like, no, man, you got to use real water. <laughs> so uh, you can thank Aaliyah for the, the real world uh, practical illustration going on here. 
Um, this is you and me. Um, I've been eating a lot of these uh, honey uh, glazed peanuts from Costco. And so I'm beginning to resemble this uh, container in shape more and more every day. Um, this, here you go, hello. Put your name here. This is you and me. We are this container. And it comes pre-filled with stress and worries, anxiety, troubles. And you have no idea how much stress and worry, anxiety, and troubles are in here, right? Like you've got bills to pay, you've got things to worry about. Gas is $5.65 all of a sudden. Uh, school starts in a few weeks. Work starts in a few weeks. All kinds of things are happening. There is stress, and there is anxiety, and there is worry that already exists in this container. Uh, and then uh, your car breaks down, and you need new tires. Or something happens, and you have a bad diagnosis, and there's more stress and anxiety and worries that are poured in here. And who knows how pre-filled this thing was. But OK, listen, I, I managed it and dealt with it OK. But there's more stress and anxiety and worries. There's a global pandemic. There's a war in Ukraine. There's all kinds of things that happen. And what happens to us when all this stress and pressure and things come into our lives? This happens. We spill over. We're overwhelmed. But there's still more stress and worry and anxiety. And we continue and we think, oh man, like, what is going to happen? This is all of us, hopefully, um, not all the time, but sometimes. And maybe especially over the last two and a half years. Um, we've hit a point where we kind of get overwhelmed. And uh, what might, so there's kind of you know, two ways to address this. One is, let's just get rid of all the stress and anxiety in our lives. And that's not going to happen. Life is going to happen. Um, life is going to happen, and there will be continually things that come into our lives that create this pressure and this stress. And so the answer is to have an outlet, an outlet to relieve all this stress and anxiety and pressure in our lives, an outlet so that we can stay not overwhelming and overflowing on, our, on other people in our lives or on our own lives, because when you have an outlet, you can add a little bit more stress. Okay, I don't wanna make too much of a mess. Someone's gotta clean this up. Thank you, Sun Me and Everett. Um, um, we need a healthy outlet, and something that's not self-destructive, something that's healthy, something that actually is life-affirming and feeds our soul. Um, can I tell you that Social media is not an outlet. <laughs> it is a stressor. Uh, there are studies that link social media use with depression. Can I tell you that watching cable news is not an outlet? It is a stressor. Uh, there are studies that link cable news watching with increased rates of depression. Um, my wife said to me, doesn't everybody know this? And I said, I didn't know this. Like, my therapist had to tell me this. So if you knew this already, good for you. But, uh, you know, if you didn't know this, I hope this is something that's helpful to you. 
Um, stressors will come, and we need outlet valves in our lives. For me, this outlet is a variety of things, and I'll just list them here. We're going to go through some of this as we continue. Um, this outlet for me is daily prayer, morning and evening, uh, usually guided by the app Lectio 365. It's practicing solitude and silence. It's keeping the Sabbath. It's living with simplicity. It's slowing down. It's watching the wind blow through the leaves. It's laughing with my family or laughing by myself. I had a great time just walking up here with a kiddie pool. I didn't need anybody else. It's for me, it's stand-up paddleboarding. It's exercising, maybe running on an elliptical, eating healthy, getting good sleep. For me, it's seeing a therapist on a regular basis, seeing a spiritual director on a regular basis. For me, it's being part of a supportive Christian community, having a regular small group of men that I meet regularly with. It's being part of this community. All those things in some way are related to lingering. Lingering with God, lingering with other people, or lingering in creation. And for you, it may be all of those things, or some of these things, or a totally different list entirely. But I hope by the end of today, or by the end of this week, you have thought through what are some healthy outlets for you to deal with the stresses and pressures in life. I want us to be like Mary, not like Martha, sitting at Jesus' feet. Um, I was on the mainland for vacation in June. We went to visit my parents in Connecticut, if you're watching. Hello, Mom, Dad. Um, we got to travel around a little bit in Canada, and it was so good to be on vacation. Um, we went to go to, we stayed in fun places, and we ate interesting foods like poutine, uh, which is fries with cheese curds and gravy, which sounds terrible, but was actually surprisingly good. Um, we got to listen to live music and go to art museums, and remember that there is still beauty in the world, that there is still laughter and joy in the world. And when I came back, I was refreshed and energized and ready to go. And I walked into that very first staff meeting that we had on a Tuesday morning. And I walked into a room that felt like there was a magnet in the floor. Um, everyone looked so worn out and exhausted, run down. Because it's been a hard two and a half years for the church staff, too. Dragging themselves along. And thankfully, people are starting to head out on vacation and finally starting to take some breaks. Uh, Pastor Tim is out now. Pastor Dan and Pastor Steve will be heading out on vacation in the coming weeks and months. David Chang who um, hasn't taken a vacation in two and a half years and is here to set up every Sunday morning at 4.30 a.m., is finally going on vacation tomorrow. Good job, David. You are familiar with this passage, but I'll read it again. This is Jesus saying, Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I think Jesus tells us the truth when he says that. St. Augustine writes, God is always trying to give good things to us, but our hands are too full to receive them. We're too full to receive the good things that God has to give to us. Linger. So it's the one word I want us to meditate on as we continue on today. It's the title of our sermon, Linger. The definition of linger is to stay in a place longer than necessary because of a reluctance to leave. I can't actually see if their definition is up there, but believe me, that's the definition. Linger. <laughs> stay in a place longer than necessary because of a reluctance to leave. 
And I think our outlet valve is to linger with God, linger with each other, linger in creation. So let's start with linger with God. Pastor Tim mentioned uh, two months ago the profound impact the book The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry uh, had on him. It's a book by John Mark Comer, who's a pastor in Oregon. Uh, and I read the book over vacation. And you hear people say a lot, uh, oh man, that book changed my life. Um, I'm not that confident in my ability to change, so I will not say that. But I will say, I hope that book changes my life. Uh, because it was profound. It is too early to tell, but I'm, I'm working on it. Um, the subtitle of the book is How to Stay Emotionally Healthy and Spiritually Alive in the Chaos of the Modern World. I'm going to retell the antidote that Pastor Tim mentioned two months ago because I need to hear it often, and I think maybe so do you. There's an antidote, anecdote in the beginning of the book between, about a conversation between John Ortberg and Dallas Willard. John Ortberg is a pastor and author, and Dallas Willard is a philosopher and author, and uh, Dallas Willard is John Ortberg's mentor for over 20 years. John Ortberg calls Dallas Willard and asks, what do I need to do to become the me that I want to be? And there's this long silence before Dallas Willard answers. And when he does answer, he says, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And John Ortberg writes that down in his journal and then asks, okay, what else? And there's this long silence, and then Dallas Willard responds, there is nothing else. Hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Corey Ten Boom said, if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy, because busyness, like sin, has the same effect of cutting you off from your connection to God, to other people, Maybe to even to your own soul. Uh, in so many ways, I'm the absolute worst person to be telling you this. Um, I'm Martha. You know, I grew up on the East Coast. Went to law school in New York City. I practiced law in Silicon Valley and in Wall Street. I talk fast. I walk fast. I change lanes on the poly to get behind the, uh, you know, the red light that has the fewest cars. Uh, when I'm in line at Costco, I will evaluate and see, are there any kapuna in my line that might be paying with a check? Because if so, I'm going to get into the other line. No offense to you, if you pay with check, God bless you. Um, that five second countdown on YouTube before you skip ads, I am now like Olympic like, you know, sprinter reaction time to you know, skip ads. Um, for all those reasons, I think maybe I'm the worst person and best person to talk to you about this today because I know that I need to ruthlessly eliminate hurry in my life if I wanna become the person that I want to be. So here's some very practical advice on how to linger in God's presence, how to sit at Jesus' feet. Some very practical things. Um, one, if you don't know how to pray or what to pray, just pray the name of Jesus. Say, there's power in the name of Jesus. Just repeat the name of Jesus. Slowly. Jesus. 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 Related to that, Breathe. Take deep breaths. Take a deep breath in. Breathe in the presence of God. Hold it. Breathe out your troubles and worries. Take a deep breath in. Breathe in the presence of God. Hold it. Breathe out your troubles and worries. You can also just breathe in and repeat the name of Jesus. It's advanced level. You're doing two things. Jesus and breathing. 
Simple things that we can do to ruthlessly eliminate hurry in our lives, to just slow down. Uh, I think this smartphone is a great evil in our modern world, uh, but it also can be a great good. And so other things I've mentioned before are some apps, Lectio 365, Praise You Go, the One Minute Pause app. Lectio 365 provides a 10-minute guided prayer in the morning, a 10-minute guided prayer in the evening. Praise You Go provides a 10-minute prayer every day with music. And One Minute Pause is exactly what it sounds like. One minute pause. To recenter our lives on God. I encourage you to try these things out and see if they are helpful to you. Um, They've been profoundly helpful to me in my development, in my spiritual walk, my growth, um, just to calm down and slow down. And people will consistently thank me for recommending Praise You Go or Lectio 365. They'll come up and say, wow, that has made a big difference because you know, our walk with Jesus is not just for an hour on Sunday mornings. It's all throughout the week, all throughout the day, us taking ownership of that for ourselves. Uh, in the longer versions of the one-minute pause app, you know, there's a one-minute, three-minute, five-minute, and ten-minute pause. They actually will say, linger there. Linger there in the midst of that prayer. Linger with God. Two, linger with each other. Uh, my brother and I were discussing uh, someone he met at church, and he described her in a way that I think was one of the greatest compliments ever. Um, he said, you know, when I was talking to her, she was fully present. Fully present. She wasn't looking at her phone or a watch or looking around the room. She was just fully present. Our call as followers of Jesus is to love, to love God and love our neighbor. And John Mark Comer writes in his book, Hurry and love are incompatible. All my worst moments as a father, a husband, and a pastor, even as a human being, are when I'm in a hurry. Late for an appointment, behind on my unrealistic to-do list, trying to cram too much into my day. I ooze anger and tension, a critical nagging, the antithesis of love. On Sunday mornings, you have seen me. I'm often rushing around the church because maybe there's a leak in some room or there's some issue in the parking lot or there's some meeting I need to get to, and I will rush past you all, the very people I am called to love. I'm sorry. So I've been trying to just slow down, to walk slower. When I talk to someone, I actually stop and talk and give them my full attention and linger, be fully present. The Christian author Greg Coles writes, The ones we linger with are the ones we grow to love. There is no deep belonging without deep lingering. Let's slow down. Let's ruthlessly eliminate hurry from our lives. Let's linger with God and let's linger with each other. Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 13 writes about love. If you've ever been to a wedding, you've heard these verses. And the first attribute of love is love is patient. Patient. I never thought about that until reading this book. Linger with God and linger with each other. People ask me all this time, and so I'll answer now. No, Koalau Kitchen is not coming back. I'm sorry. Um, but we do have other plans. And in the absence of Koalau Kitchen, um, there are people who have brought their own tablecloth, and they're set up over in the glass um, ballroom. And it's the most wonderful, delightful thing. They brought their own tablecloth, their own decorations, their own food, and they are lingering together after service, and it is glorious. It is wonderful. There are people at the coffee bar who meet regularly, and it is wonderful and glorious to see people lingering with each other and building community. Because community needs to be built. 
doesn't just happen. You don't just wander into it. It takes lingering and effort. Yesterday, we had our uh, restoration day, our Kalina restoration day on the property of fighting invasive species. And it was so wonderful, because afterwards, there was just all these people who didn't want to leave. They're just there, catching up, connecting, hanging out afterwards. Every time I pray the congregational prayers, I always pray this line. Let us be a community that multiplies each other's joys and divides each other's sorrows. And I have to tell you, I actually stole that line from a pastor in New York when I was going to church in New York, because she always prayed that line in her congregational prayers, and I love that line so much. That's why I always pray it. Let us be a community that multiplies each other's joys and divides each other's sorrows. Hurry is incompatible with that kind of community. You have to linger and be present to be a community like that. You have to put in the work, the investment, to be a community like that. You've heard in the announcements lots of opportunities that we provide to our congregation, Alpha and Rooted and small groups and Restoration Day and a whole host of activities where you can invest into community and linger with other people in fellowship. We'll be celebrating community next week, but also Ohana Zone. As Pastor Zan just described, it will be out behind the property. And it's not just for families, it's for everyone to just linger, be with each other, and build community. One, linger with God. Two, linger with each other. Three, linger in creation. The other book I read last month during a vacation um, that had a profound impact me, on me was the book The TechWise Family by Andy Crouch. It's a short little book, and the subtitle is Everyday Steps for Putting Technology in Its Proper Place. In one of the chapters, Andy writes about nature. Uh, and he says that how in nature, if you see a cardinal, it is this red, red, red. And uh, you never see anything else that red in nature like that. Or if you see a shooting star, it flashes across your vision, just a blur. And you never see anything that moves that fast. It's so distinct. And Andy writes that when you pick up your phone or your tablet, however, you play Candy Crush or whatever you kids are playing these days, um, everything is that red. Everything is that colorful. Everything is grabbing your attention that forcefully. And he had this line that just stuck with me all summer. He wrote something along the lines of, put down your phone, go outside, and watch the wind rustle through the leaves of the trees. Just watch the wind rustle through the leaves of the trees. Uh, I was on vacation with my family, and everywhere I went, um, I would just sit down and deliberately watch the wind rustle through the leaves of the trees. And it was so good for my soul. It was so good um, to just make that space to hear God, let God reveal himself to me. And so I tell my two teenagers, go watch the wind blow through the leaves of the trees. <laughs> I don't know if it was as meaningful for them as it was for me, but I tried. Um, even yesterday, I was sitting on my couch, looking out my window in Kaimuki, and just watching the wind blow through the leaves of the trees. And so this is my segue. Um, you know that... What God has to say to you is more important than what I have to say to you. And so stop listening to me now, and let's listen to God. Um, I've got this best view, because I actually can see the wind rustling through the leaves of these trees out there, but I want to share it with all of you, because we are at this beautiful location. Um, we're going to stop, and we're going to go out those doors, and we're going to watch the wind rustle through the leaves of the trees. Um, we're going to watch birds, or look at flowers, and those are Jesus' commands, not mine. Those are Jesus' words. We're going to do that right now. We're going to do it for five minutes out in the night. Some of you might be panicking and freaking out and being like, what? You can't do that in church? Um, and so to alleviate your concerns, I want to show you this painting. Uh, this is one of the paintings we saw in 
on our trip in one of the museums it's by Giovanni Antonio Canal, also known as Canaletto. And it's the interior of St. Mark's Church in Venice. It's painted in 1740. That's a beautiful church. And if we can zoom in, you know, there's, there's nothing fancier than this church. And you notice something, there's no pews. They're just people on the ground praying. There's a person doing, you know, an efficient, doing communion. There's a dog and a cat down here. Um, we're not going that far. There will still be pews. But what we are going to do is get up and go out and look in creation. A few things before we go. Um, it's just going to be five minutes, you know, a minute to get there, three minutes to look, and a minute to come back. Um, please don't leave. <laughs> service is not over. This is part of service. Uh, we are creating space to be attentive to God's presence. Plus, if you leave, everyone is out there. They will see you leave. So uh, you will not be able to sneak away. Um, as you go out there, just notice something in creation that is speaking to you. Notice something in creation without judging it and see what God is revealing to you about God, about himself, about his love, or about yourself. After about five minutes, we'll resume with the song. Riles will begin singing. The worship team will begin singing. That's your signal to come back in and please join in the singing. And then we'll conclude our service. Um, online, you are going to get a video of the wind rustling through the leaves of the trees. That is not the same thing. <laughs> um, so please, if you have a window, look outside your window and look at some wind rustling through the leaves. Look at some creation. Look at the surf. Look at something you can see. Um, look at something and let God speak to you and reveal himself to you in this time. Uh, before we do this exercise, I want you to close your eyes and again, place yourself in the scene. I'm going to read you Jesus' words from Matthew 6. Um, Jesus is preaching. You're sitting out there on this big grassy lawn. Jesus preaches. The sun is shining on you. There are birds flying. There are flowers around you. And Jesus says these words to you. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, can, by worrying, can add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? You have little faith. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink? What will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who seek after all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Let's go look at the birds of the air, consider the lilies of the field, watch the wind rustle through the leaves. Let's go and linger with God in his creation and invite him to speak to our soul. Someone needs to be the brave person to go first.
Let us tarry there. Let us linger there. I hope that was an enjoyable experience for you. It was good for your soul. And it is free and available to you all week, all day. Um, if you'd like prayer after the service, there will be members of our prayer team standing out on the um, lanai praying for you. If you're online, please click the button. Um, thank you so much for being here, worshiping together with us today. We encourage you to linger. Uh, go over to the coffee bar, catch up with some old friends, make some new friends. Um, invite the presence of God. Linger with God, linger with each other, linger with creation this day and this week. Now please receive this final blessing. May the love of God our Father and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We can all benefit from eliminating hurry from our lives. It might mean better planning or saying no to some things that come up. Also, please use the ideas Chris presented today. Eliminate hurry and get closer to God. If you want to catch up on or listen again to previous services, visit our websites, fpchawaii.org and thevinehawaii.org. You can also find First Prez sermons on most major podcast services and on YouTube. First Prez invites you to church. Join us in person or online. Services are Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. at the Ko'olau campus, 10 a.m. at The Vine, or online through the websites. And remember, when you visit the website, check out the news page to keep up with all that's happening at First Prez. You can also sign up for emails, listen to or watch sermons, and lots more. And as always, if there's anything First Prez can do for you, please reach out through the website or just call us, 808 808- Five three two one 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 one. For Senior Pastor Dan Chun and the entire staff at First Prez, I'm Michael Shishido. Until next time, God bless you, stay safe, and thank you for listening. This sermon podcast is copyright 2022 and produced by the Media Ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu.